Hello, it's Brandy. My name is Brandy Henry, and I help the timid or the reserved or anybody who is just struggling to um, engage on social media kind of get over that, get over that hump or that wall or whatever the barrier is. And I really do believe that you can make social media fun and enjoyable. And with the right approach, the right tools and realizing that social media is in and of itself a tool, you can enjoy it and stay above the fray of the craziness that can go on. Unless you want to be part of that, it's easy to find. So that's what I do. And part of my messaging and helping others is this podcast. And it has been really fun. This is episode seven. And I am still very thankful to Anchor for allowing those of us who want to get into podcasting to do it for free. As a new business owner, there's plenty of other expenses. And I really appreciate Anchor for for this. I'm recording right now on my laptop or with my laptop. Um, I did invest in a good mic, and that was about $70, $75, and I um, record, I think I've told you this, I record from my home office, which is downstairs in the basement, and sometimes noises happen outside. I have neighbors, they have lives, I have a dog, we have bunnies that run around in the yards, and things happen. For the most part, it works out pretty well, and I always, always appreciate having you here And I would love any ideas about topics or questions you might have for me to elaborate or clarify. I need to know those things. Put those notes in the show notes. And so thank you. Thank you very much for listening and giving this a shot. And I hope it's helpful to you. I have found that out in the hmm, social world, the marketing world, the business advice world, There seems to be either you're going for thousands of followers or you're not doing enough or you're not good enough. I would rather have the tools to speak to and maybe turn three to five people into good clients than find, you know, 3,000 followers this week. I would rather have a connection with those who listen or follow or I'm connected with or friends with all the terms, than thousands and thousands simply for the number's sake. And I think we get caught up there. And definitely as a society, we think more is better. We think higher numbers are better. And I have to disagree. You can come onto social media and there is a middle ground. There is a way to be on social media and make it effective for you. And you don't need thousands of followers. Heck, you could just go out and buy those thousands of followers. And I have I done, I need to do an episode on fake followers. Make us all, make everybody feel better. Um, What you want are people who want to follow you, who are interested in what you have to say. And I mean, in the US alone, there's over 350 million people. Somebody's going to like you. So um, I've crossed my fingers and found that true. I want to, again, encourage you to give social media a try and know that true connections, followers who are really appreciative of what you have to share and the tips you have to give mean so much more than numbers of followers for the sake of numbers. You know, I hear it bannered around on other podcasts or in books, so-and-so has so many followers and so many followers and okay, you know, does 
what they have to offer speak to me? Or does that automatically mean I'm supposed to find what they have to say better than somebody else? I don't think so. But it seems to be presented that way. And I hope you'll give that a little bit of a critical thought or thinking and pause and consider that it doesn't have to be all or failure, which again, you know, the winner and the loser. There is a middle ground and you can enjoy social media and you can connect with people. You can find good clients, customers, and people who matter in your world. Remember, your world is being the best at what you do in your area or in your circle or in your neighborhood. That's your world. So that's my soapbox and I will get off of it now. So today's episode is going to be about how to get comfortable doing video. How do we get comfortable creating and posting video? I have gotten comfortable doing video, but it's taken some time. I post video to my YouTube site. I post video on Facebook and Instagram, and I'm posting to LinkedIn, but I don't think I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm the LinkedIn's taste. We'll see what happens there. But uh, I do enjoy video now, and I don't mind going live. I haven't done lives in a while. I don't mind it at all. I think it's fun. Um, I do find myself overthinking it, though, like, oh, I should you know, announce it ahead of time and and be on a schedule and realize, you know what, I just, you know, I just need to do it. I need to do it more often. I used to be very scheduled about it. And I grew I've grown to enjoy it. I've grown to like it. I've grown to really love the convenience of pausing in my day outside, waiting for a kid while I'm in the minivan, and record something. Record a thought that I feel would be helpful to the people who watch it to the people who are wondering about good ways of engaging on social media. And I come on looking the best I can in the moment. I know how to take advantage of the best light. I know all of these things, but you know, I'm still in my forties and I'm not a spring chicken. So, but that's who I am. And people want to get to know you for who you are. And to get to know your quirks or your, you know, that you're a real person. And most importantly, that you understand and that you have empathy for what they're going through. And you can show that in your eyes and in your smile and your sincerity about what you have to say in video. It matters. And I'll take that any day over sexy poses with who knows what. So, I am going to talk more about how to get more comfortable, how I did it, what I suggest. I'll have a challenge for you at the end you can do with a friend. And of course, I will include, I always like to talk about a free resource. Today, I have um, I have that. I have a tip and a motivational boost at the end. I also wanted to share a funny story. This is short, I promise, and we will get on to the main point of this podcast. My son, 14, came to me last night and said, hey, mom, how do you set up a YouTube channel? Glory be, what a moment for me. I felt like I could hear the heavens singing and shining down on me. My teenager was asking me how to help him set up social media. And yes, I know how to set up a channel. Mine, um, you know, it's, it's set up and going. I haven't launched it or announced it 
too much, uh, I do need to clean it up some, but I do know how to do that. And so we sat down and we did that. We got him a new, new Google account for it. And yep, you know, all, all the buttons got things going. Looks at me, mom, you are pretty good at your job. <laughs> Thanks son. And then I decided to charge him my hourly rate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't charge him. <laughs> um, I did tease him about it though. And then I let go. On with how to get comfortable doing video. You're not going to like this part, but it takes practice. It takes doing it. But you don't have to post your first 10 or so videos. You can do video kind of as if, like practice and rehearsal, and get more comfortable with it. And here are some tips I'm going to give you. Natural light is much better than indoor light. That's why a lot of my videos, even if it's raining, I'll do them in my van because at least it's natural light. So, you know, it's Portland, Oregon, there's plenty of opportunity on rainy days. I like to use my backyard and anywhere where I feel pretty confident that there won't be a surprise interruption. And I'm a little bit more, maybe because I grew up in, in Los Angeles or who knows what, I'm a little more cautious when I'm out in public and I would want my attention on my surroundings a little bit more than if I were doing video. Although sometimes I will at the library in Oregon City, the guard, the guards, the garden or the green space around it is gorgeous and a lovely place to do video, but you know, there's traffic noise. And sometimes the fire station across the street needs to get going. So I can predict my backyard a little better than I can out in public. Another thing to think about, aside from lighting, like I said, natural light is better, is make sure you are not looking at yourself. You want to look at the camera's lens, and that is that small circle somewhere at the top of your phone. Mine is off to the right. Some people it's in the center. It could be the left maybe somewhere else. I haven't seen them in other places. That is where you want to look. It's very tempting to watch yourself, but then people who watch you are wondering, where are you looking? You want to look at them. And that is through that lens. That is through that little circle, that little hole at the top of your phone. Another thing to think about is make sure your phone is fully charged. It's one thing to be practicing video and maybe you want to redo it once or twice and then boom, your phone is dead and you're like, oh man, I thought I finally had that one and it cuts off, you know, so keep that phone charged. I have a cord that I keep, I have two cords. One is by the side of my bed. So my phone charges um, while I'm unwinding before bed. I usually try to unplug it, but sometimes it stays on there all night. And when I'm driving as a mom, as um, somebody who meets my clients out in the world at their place of business or in coffee shops they're comfortable with or um, uh, rented rooms, not <laughs> that sounded not so good. Reserved like library rooms is what I meant. Um, I do get a lot of car time. And so I have plenty of time to plug in my phone as I'm driving and that keeps my battery alive for when I want to do video or anything else. Another thing to think about is how you're holding your phone. I have seen plenty of videos looking at people's noses and it's not flattering. Get that phone up at least at your eye level. Get it up maybe even a little higher. 
I have a large forehead, so I have plenty of space <laughs> to play with how high up my phone is or isn't. And it looks better if it's up a little high, off to the side, maybe a little. Think about how you're holding it. If you're more comfortable using a tripod, then do that. I like to hold it myself. I usually have my elbow on my knee because I'm sitting somewhere in the backyard or in a step or a stool or in a park. And I just hold it up high enough to where, you know, nobody has to look up at my face, but rather we're more eye to eye. I think that matters. And finally, it just takes practice. Think about what you like about other people's videos. One thing that I notice right away when I see other people's videos, sometimes they're showing you a place and boy, oh boy, are they moving that camera fast. We, you don't get a chance to see it. You can take things in faster in person than you can on video. I will, do make an exception. Every now and then I video my dog running around and I warn people that this video can make you dizzy. Take your time, slow it down. If you're showing a scene and talking over it, go slowly. Let people take it in. They haven't seen it already. They're seeing it for the first time. That is, I think, important for you know, allowing people to really get into the moment of what it is you want to show them. Another tip is to remember how long your video is going to be. If you want to post your video straight up to Instagram on your feed or Google Business, it needs to be under a minute. If you are willing to post to IGTV, which takes a little bit longer, even with great Wi-Fi, or you want to upload it to uh, LinkedIn or YouTube, you know, those can be longer. Most of us with IGTV need to keep our uploaded videos under 10 minutes. I recommend two to three minutes. Most people, um, you know, that's enough. They have other videos they want to see. You're part of, you're one of their many accounts they follow and keep it to two to three minutes. Another tip with time is to think a little bit ahead of time. Although my podcast, you know, I'm dropping lots of different ideas and thoughts. When you do a video, keep it to one thing, one topic. When I run workshops, I give the example of a chef. If a chef were going to do a video, I would really encourage that chef to talk about its one favorite tool in the kitchen within a category. For example, what's that chef's favorite peeler? Not every peeler in that kitchen or every peeler the chef has ever come across. What is her or his favorite one and why? Leave it at that. That's enough for one bit of content, throwing it out there, giving some tips, showing a bit of your personality. And that takes about two or three minutes. Another thing to, this is the biggest one. This is going to be the hardest one. Listen, you're going to have to accept that we are not fashion models and we are not Hollywood superstars who have hair and makeup coming and doing that for us and the perfect lighting. It just isn't. And you know what? I think it's better. Be you, be who you are, show up, give good content, be understanding about what your audience is following you for, empathize with their challenges and you know, be a good person. That matters far more than your 
than any appearance that you're worrying about. Usually, yes, if I have makeup on and I've come back from an event and I'm feeling jazzed, I'll do several videos in a row. If uh, otherwise, sometimes I'm just catching videos here and there and you know, I don't like to wear makeup every single day. You know, it takes a whopping three minutes of effort. <laughs> and I don't want to spend the time. So accept that what matters is what you have to say. You're looking in the camera with sincerity and kind eyes. Your smile matters. You're being you. That matters far more. And that, I think, is the hardest for most of us. I have this lip thing where I like squeeze them together when I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know where, what, I've just had to accept the fact that's what I do and hopefully it'll go away. I am cutting out my so's and my ums. My Toastmasters group is helping with that. I missed going today. That's okay. I rarely miss, but today I had to miss. And there will be some sort of twitch that you have that you wish you didn't, but most people are going to really overlook that. Those are my tips now for the challenge. For the challenge, find a friend and the two of you together or a colleague, somebody else who is also wanting to develop their video skills, their willingness to post video. And each of you for 10 days or 10 videos, whichever comes first, <laughs> do two to three minute videos and send them to each other. And if you don't want that video to live on somebody else's phone, post it to YouTube and link it, send the link over to your friend or share with each other on your phone. When you see each other, keep each other accountable is what I'm saying. If you don't have somebody who's expecting that video, that practice video from you, you might not get it done. Get it done. Practice those videos. Show them to somebody who's waiting to see them and get past all the little hurdles and really, really get to accepting yourself and how you look and what's really important. Think about what's really important to you when you watch somebody else's videos. You're looking more at who they are inside and what they're bringing out to share with you. So that is my tips, my tips and journey to uploading, creating, uploading, sharing video. And now I am enjoying being able to do podcasting because they're both fabulously flexible. And I appreciate that about both modalities. Maybe that's why I was a runner for so long. Just needed some sneakers and good sports bra and off I went. A little more than that. but So at the end of podcasts, I have started doing a freebie tip. Today is a website called Power Thesaurus. If you are doing copy, in other words, writing, for any part of your business or your posts or when you need to come up with clever or catchy titles for video clips or anything and you're getting stuck on a word, Power Thesaurus is fabulous. Go there, type in a word, and it will just help you so much finding other words that either mean the same or similar. You know what a thesaurus is. Sometimes I use it just because I'm like, what is that other word that kind of means this, but it's not that. And I really, what is it? And I'll use that. And it helps me, helps me get there and it helps me move on instead of getting stuck on uh, favorite words all the time. We all have them. Another tip, and this is for those of you who are building out platforms, is one picture that is everywhere. You want to have one 
picture, if you have somebody in your life who can do a, a good headshot for you, sometimes at conferences, there will be a photographer who at a discount, you get a 30 minute session because they're going to run, you know, three days of headshots and it becomes more affordable for a lot of people that way. Get a good headshot and use that same headshot everywhere on every platform. It's your email image. It's your YouTube image. It's your Instagram profile picture. It is your picture. And every couple of years, update it. It's a little weird, and I don't mean to judge people because I get it, to have a picture that is of you, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. We change, and that's just part of life. And I hope that you can get a new updated profile picture and really embrace who you are today. So my profile picture is about six months, not quite six months old. So another year and a half, I will do it again. And hopefully I'll get lucky like I did with that one. That one turned out really good. And another thing that I'm doing now at the end of my podcast is somehow trying to boost you up. And I really do emphasize that you have a message to share and that you have something good in you to bring out. I want you to remember that as you move forward with your business, you are helping people. You're making a difference for them. And that's where we're going to focus. And when we can focus on helping others and what it is we're bringing to them and getting excited that we can do for them, that's value. And that's really what matters. And remember, it is coming from your heart and you have a good heart and let it be, a, let it be, let it come out. Um, I just hope that you know that. And I think that that, that matters. Bring that out, help people from your heart. And remember, that's ultimately what we're doing in the world, making a difference. So there's my so. We're going to wrap it up. I'm going to thank you, as always, for listening. I will put in the show notes ways to get a hold of me. And I will also put in my, um, uh, let's see, other ways of following me in the world or checking out what I'm doing. I have a newsletter, so I'd love to have you be part of that. And that's through my website. And that's it. My goodness, these podcasts are getting a little longer every time. Maybe I'm just getting too used to my own voice. Huh. I appreciate having you. If you have ideas for shows, always let me know. If you have questions, anything you need clarified, clarified. I always think of butter when I say that word. Anything you want clarified, let me know and I will do it. I appreciate you and take care. Bye-bye.